mentioned, the title of my lesson is Love is a Broken Road. Hmm. Now, I know you're wondering, well, <laughs> how is love a broken road? What does that mean? Well, we all have an idea about what is love. You know, we have this idea that love is just being happy. Love is about being people that love, being with people that love you. You know, being around your family, building memories. Being around your friends and your siblings where you just have fun and life is just awesome. And, you know, when you love or you have a favorite food that you love and you just, uh, you have that, that, that whip and it just opens your eyes and you get that smell like, man, I love this food. And um, we all have a, we all, all have an idea and a sense of what is love to me, right? Right. You guys ever, I mean, heard of the, the, the book, The Five Love Languages? Like, everyone has a love language. But, again, why is love a broken road? Because love is really formed when we're broken. You know, because real love is when you have to forgive. Real love is when you have to persevere with someone that wants to give up. You know, true love, it's a sacrifice where you're willing to take on a responsibility because your children need to be fed, right. because they need a place to stay, because maybe your spouse is sick and they need to be taken care of. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a decision that you make to give and to sacrifice because you love someone. Mm -hmm. You see, love isn't, a, isn't seeking faults, but it's looking at what's the positive. You know, love is really about the action that, the, that you make because you want to give out of yourself to someone else. And we know when we choose to love, you're going to get hurt. You're going to get broken. But the awesome thing is we got God who puts us together. Amen? Amen. And I want to convince all of you today just of one simple thing. It's that God loves you. Mm. You know, God loves you. Yep. Just think about it. You know, you can say, way to you in the back, here in the front, God loves you. Come on. Come on, bro. And the Bible teaches us, let's turn over to Romans chapter 5. And we're going to learn about the love of God this morning. Amen? Come on, in Romans chapter 5, and we're going to read, starting in verse 6. Says you see, at just the right time, when we were powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous man, though for a good man someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates his love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. See, the Bible teaches us this phrase, at just the right time. Mm, yeah. You know, at just the right time, you were born. At just the right time, you were thinking about life, what to do with it, right. and someone reached out to you. Yeah. You know, at just the right time, you were maybe in high school and your friend invited you to a Bible study or to go to church with them. Right. You know, at just the right time, you were at your campus university and someone just happened to be at the same spot you were at. They invited you to a Bible discussion, to a Bible study. You know, maybe you were in the grocery store and someone invited you to church. Right. Or maybe at just the right time, someone in your family became a Christian and they invited you to church. Amen, Sylvia? Come on, Sylvia. Come on, Now, <laughs> at just the right time, we see that God has the perfect timing, right? Right. Now, but, but we got to see the key word. The first thing he says in verse 6, 
you see? Like, do you see that this is just the right time that God is reaching out to you? Like, this is amazing to see. Like, God determines the times and places. God really sets it up, and it's right. just the right time for you to be here this morning. Yeah. Right. But do you see that? It says, we were powerless and Christ died. Mm -hmm. I know for my life, I mean, I grew up in Southern California, L.A. area, just like the outskirts of L.A. And uh, both my parents, you know, they were there, they raised me, and I grew up with four sisters. Wow. And uh, for me, I mean, just how I describe it, there was a lot of hair all around the house. <laughs> like, I, go, I walk into the restroom, there's hair, there's combs full of hair, and I'm just like, I still don't understand why women yank out their hair in the comb. <laughs> I mean, when I'm taking a shower, I see hair everywhere, it's like, man, this is what, this is what the house is full of, hair. <laughs> but, you know, as a child, I mean, my father, he was, uh, he was an alcoholic. Uh, thank God he changed his life, and he doesn't, uh, he's not an alcoholic anymore. He doesn't struggle with it. But I remember telling myself, uh, you know, I told myself I wasn't going to follow those steps. I told myself I wasn't going to um, become like him. And then this bitterness grew in my heart, you know. I was really empty in my, in my heart because I just saw the arguments in my home. I just saw the, I just felt like my, our family wasn't really loving. It wasn't really well put together. There was so many arguments with my sisters, with my mom, and uh, just my parents. My dad had this high expectation that no one could reach. And it was just about just feeling like, man, we're just getting in trouble about everything we do. And so... At some point, I just try to look for approval. You know, I, I try to seek a male role model, and so I was uh, just going out with friends, just really trying to find someone where I could be accepted, someone where I can feel loved, because I wasn't feeling it in my home. And you know, I didn't really have a close relationship with my dad growing up, and so I, I just went out to try to find well, who could lead me, who could help me, just be. Teach me what is it to be a man. And, um, you know, I grew selfish. There was a, a lot of insecurity in my heart. And I stopped caring about people. You know, at some point, I just didn't care about people. I just didn't care about my, even my family. And um, I didn't even care about my life, you know. And so there was a point where I just realized, like, man, if I continue with this, like, how is my life going to end up? You know, in the future, just thinking five, ten years, and I was just in high school. In my life, I just felt like it was horrible. And I realized I need a change. You know, the only idea I could think of was I need God. I didn't really know what that meant, but I just thought, man, I, somehow I need God. And at just the right time, it was awesome because someone reached out to me, showed me what the Bible really meant about having a relationship with God, and I became a Christian. Amen. You see... God is reaching out to you today. Yeah. You know, God is just picturing at just the right moment for you to be here this morning. Yeah. You know why? Because God loves you. There's no coincidence. Mm. You know, you are here not by chance, but because God wants you to be here. Yeah. Yeah. And He wants a relationship with you. Mm -hmm. You know, He wants to have an intimate, personal relationship with you. Because a lot of times, I mean, I grew up going to church and it was just something my family did. 
There was something more traditional. It wasn't really that I had a relationship with God or I wanted to go to church, but it was just family. But we realize today, God, He wants a personal relationship with us, and it's our decision to follow that pursuit of love. Amen? And, I mean, God understands loving someone will break you. You know, loving someone is going to hurt because they're going to hurt you. But it's awesome because, again, God shows us the perfect way to pursue that love. You know, think about when was the last time you were broken by the death of Christ? Just thinking about this scripture. I mean, when we were powerless, Christ died. When we were in our sins, God had compassion on us and he wanted to save us. But it takes us being broken by the cross and not just because you hear it on Sunday but it's a daily thing yeah. where we remember the cross we remember what Jesus did for us and we decide to live for him we decide to give up our old life and meta and be transformed and give everything to God amen and really we see like this is what motivates every Christian it's not just about the awesome fellowship we get here it's not just about the hugs we get but it's really understanding that Christ died for us. Right. Yeah. You know, you can say Christ died for me. <laughs> and that is what motivates us because it doesn't matter where your life is at. God is looking at you and he wants you to make that decision to pursue love and to pursue the love that he has for you. Yeah. You know, and it's not convenient because you have to change. Yeah. You know, God doesn't expect, uh, expect you to come perfect. But he does expect you to change, amen? And, yeah, it's an inconvenient, but, I mean, all of us are grateful for that person that stood there when we were in our hard times, you know? I mean, look at verse 7. It says, Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous man, though for a good one someone might possibly dare to die. Like, even for someone to die for a good man, that's a dare. But it's very rare that someone would die for a righteous person. Yeah, come on, bro. And we're all grateful for those people. But think about how many people have you had in your life that were willing to die for you? Even despite all the the imperfections, (laughs) the faults you had, like, despite your sin, Christ was willing to die for you. You know, and He wanted to give you hope. He wanted to show you this love. And it's our decision to love back. Mm-hmm. Come on, bro. Now, what is the point of this love and what do we do with it? Well, let's turn over to Acts chapter 2. Come on, bro. Come on, bro. And we're going to understand the love of Christ for each and every one of us. Amen? In Acts chapter 2, we're going to start in verse 36. It says, therefore, let all Israel be assured of this. God has made this Jesus whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ. Now let's stop there. Now it says, everyone needs to be assured of this. We all need to understand Christ died for us. Yeah. But not only that, Christ died because of us. Mm-hmm. You know, he died because of our sins. He died because we chose to be selfish. You know, he died because we chose to not love. We chose to hold our hearts back. He died because we chose to lie and to cheat and to steal. Mm-hmm. Right. And that was the reason why Jesus had to die. Right. 
But now in verse 27, he says, When the people heard of this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the other apostles, Brothers, what shall we do? Yeah. Like These guys were cut to the heart. They understood it was a personal message for them. And their sins caused Jesus to die. And their sins are the reason why Jesus was hung, hanging on that tree. Yeah. Now, we understand that. And so what does it say? I mean, they, they, they asked, brothers, what shall we do? And that's what we want to know, amen? Yeah. In verse 38, Peter replied, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ so that your sins may be forgiven and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, the promises for you and your children and for all who are far off, for all whom the Lord our God will call. With many other words, he warned them and he pleaded with them, Save yourselves from this corrupt generation. Those who accepted his message were baptized, and about 3,000 were added to their number that day. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teachings, to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. Now we're going to stop there. But you can read on and just see, like, man, the, the church of God in the Bible, it's amazing. It's a family. Everyone loves you. Yeah, and we're willing to give up our possessions so that you can have need. Amen? Or right. you can have your needs filled. Amen? Yeah. <laughs> now, this is awesome because he, he shows us the, the, the path of how to love. I mean, first got to accept the love of God. Amen? Yeah. Then we make that decision to give up our life in love to God. And in turn, we end up loving God and loving people. Amen? Right. Now, we understand love is a choice that we make. And I want to share uh, just a quick story. It's about a conversation that an angel had with God. I don't know if this is true, but it's a story that I found. It's called The Seed of Love. It says, why did God choose to love us? Why did He create us when He knew things would go so bad? That is a question many of us ask. And I have a question for you. Why do you have children? I mean, there is no guarantee that they will grow up like you think and love you in return. You don't know, so why? The only one reason, it's love. Let's imagine behind it all was a choice, a, a deliberate decision. He didn't have to do it, but he chose to. We don't know when. There was no time yet. We just know he did. He chose to create. With one decision, history began. Wow. Out of nothing came light, then day, sky, earth, a mighty hand went to work. He created something incredible. Just as a painter cannot not paint, and as a runner cannot not run, the creator could not not create. Wow. And he was love. Water must be wet and fire must be hot. You can't have either without the wet or heat. In the same way, you can't take love out of the one who existed before time began and still have him exist. You just look at his creation and you see it. Love. No bitterness, no evil, cruelty, just love. Mm -hmm. And because who he was, he did what he did. He created paradise, a sinless sanctuary, a gift for his ultimate creation. And when he was through, he knew it was very good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't enough. His greatest work had not been completed. Let's try to imagine what happened that day. He placed a scoop of clay upon another until a lifeless form lay on the ground. All of creation paused in expectation at witness to this event. 
You will love me, nature. You will obey me, universe. You will reflect my glory skies, for that is how you were created, said God. But this one, this one will be like me. This one will be able to choose. Wow. Mm. All were silent as the creator reached into himself and removed something yet unseen. Mm -hmm. A seed. It's called choice. An angel chooses not to love. Or an angel spoke. But what if, what if he, what if he chooses not to love? The creator finished, come, I will show you. And unbound by time, they walked into the realm of tomorrow. There, see the fruit of the seed, choice, both sweet and the bitter. The angel grasped at what he saw, spontaneous love, voluntary devotion, chosen tenderness. Never had he seen anything like these. He felt the love. He absorbed the kindness, the warmth. Heaven has never seen such beauty. Truly, this is your greatest creation. Yes, but you've only seen the sweet. Mm. Now witness the bitter. Oh, wow. A stench enveloped the pair. The angel turned in horror and proclaimed, What is this? The creator answered in one word, Selfishness. Mm. The angel stood silent as they passed through the centuries of filth, of rotten hearts, broken promises, forgotten loyalties, children of the creation wandering blindly in lonely labyrinths. This is the result of choice? The angel asked. Yes. They will forget you? Yes. They will reject you? Yes. They will never come back? Some will, but most won't. Mm -hmm. What will it take to make them listen? The creator walked in, in time, until he stood by a tree. Soon it would be cut, trimmed, mounted, and soon he would be hung on it. Wow. Wow. He felt the wood against the back, he did not yet wear. Will you go down there? The angel asked. Yes, I will. There's no other way? No, there's not. Wouldn't it be easier to plant, not plant the seed? To not give the choice? It would, the creator spoke slowly. But to remove the choice is to remove the love. Wow. He looked around the hill and foresaw a scene. Three men hanging, soldiers mocking, religious men smiling, women weeping. All heaven stood to fight. All nature rose to rescue. All eternity prepared to protect. But the Creator gave no command. Hmm. It must be done, he said, and withdrew. But as he stepped back in time, he heard that cry. He would someday scream, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? He wrenched at tomorrow's agony. The angel spoke again. It would be less painful, the Creator interrupted softly but it wouldn't be love. Again, they were in the garden, and love grew within him. As he looked upon the clay creation, he had died for the creation before he had made it. God, God's form bent over him, and he breathed life into the sculptor figure. Dust stirred in the lips, the chest rose, the skin fleshed, a finger moved, and I opened. But more incredible than the moving of the flesh was the stirring of the spirit. Those who could see the unseen gra gasped. We don't know who said it first. It, it looks like him. It appears much like him. It is him. They were not speaking of the face or the body. They were looking at inside, at the soul. It's eternal, another gasped. 
Within the man, God had placed a divine seed, a seed of his self. The God of might had created the earth's mightiest. The creator had created, not a creature, but another creator. And the one who had chose to love had created one who could love in return. And now it's our choice. And we understand that God had chosen to love us, even despite of all our faults, our sins, and when we were powerless, He chose to die for us. Come on, Rich. Now, what is our decision today? We gotta love back. Yeah, bro. You know, make a decision today. Let's love God with all of our hearts. Mm-hmm. Let's put aside what's hindering any sin and just love God, love people, and let's give Him all the glory. Amen. 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 Let's listen. Come on. Come on, bro.